Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. 96% of Grammarly users say that it helps them craft more impactful writing. Would you agree? Grammarly helped adjust my tone to navigate tough work conversations. And it works everywhere I write, so I can quickly communicate effectively. Your teammate used Grammarly to summarize an important document, making a three-pointer. How did he do it? It only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. You made an incredible slam dunk to end the game. The meeting was canceled, and your team will go home champions. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done. Welcome to the Baseball Insiders. The Philadelphia Phillies still take a 2-0 lead in a game three of the NLCS. Who saw that coming? Most people. While the Houston Astros stay alive on the road in Texas as everybody knew they would. I am Adam Weiner, but I am joined today on the show by Peter Dewey because MLB scheduled a playoff game in Arizona for 5 o'clock Eastern for some reason today. So that's where Arizona native Robert Murray is. But Peter, thanks for filling in for him, as you often do. Yeah, of course. I'm excited. We got uh, hopefully two good games tonight. I'm, I'm, I'm looking forward to the, this, this playoff baseball slate today. I hope so. And I don't really know if I care about the Diamondbacks Phillies series being good, but hopefully uh, fans in Arizona show up, show out, show some love uh, to that team that has tried so hard this year, accomplished so much. I saw the get in price uh, tickets were $14 last night. I had uh, friends from the Philadelphia area texting me, hey, let's fly to Arizona. We can be there for Thursday's game. We can go to Thursday and Friday for $97. I was like, that's a... That's a pretty good idea, but we did not do it. Uh, but that's the that's the place that we're in right now where Philly fans are like, should I fly to the desert to see my team for under eight hundred dollars? I don't know. Maybe it's it's honestly crazy to me, just like especially just because Arizona hasn't been like uh, made a playoff run like this in so long, like that, that the fact that you can get tickets for that cheap and it's not sold out is nuts to me. I feel like like there's if you did that for a Phillies game, I mean they would tell out in 10 seconds. So it's just wild to me the other way around. That's like Philly fans are like, we should do this, but Arizona fans aren't buying the tickets. It's crazy to me. Yeah. And like 2-0, not a death sentence. Like it's unlikely, no. but we, we saw what Houston did yesterday and uh, you're coming home in this instance. Exactly. You're yeah, they're at home. So, I mean, if you take care of business, like it's a three game series, obviously it's not going to be easy to just take care of business, but it, they're not out of it by any stretch of the imagination. Well, we'll talk about that and more, plus the Red Sox GM search. They're probably going to hire somebody smart, but they missed out on what I would consider the biggest possible home run this week. Then we'll run, prior to that conversation, my interview with Pudge Rodriguez, Hall of Famer, on behalf of Sacks Underwear. I don't know if you've seen the video of him and Eno Saris walking around in extremely tight underwear that's been circulating this week. Congrats to the team in charge of uh, getting a Hall of Famer to do that on camera. But we talked to him about that promo and plenty more about the Rangers run. So please stay tuned for that. This show is sponsored by DraftKings. We are running a postseason promotion on DraftKings that you will not want to miss. If you're a new user, please use our code to get the most out of it. You can place a $5 first bet to instantly claim $200 in bonus bets. You will also be rewarded with a separate no-sweat single-game parlay every single day when you opt in. 
All you have to do is sign up with our code Baseball Insider. It's on the screen. Using our code Baseball Insider not only gets you these great bonuses, it also directly supports the podcast. So if you've been considering signing up for DraftKings, make sure to use the code Baseball Insider to maximize your first bets and parlays. This offer is only available to new customers who are 21 plus and physically present in legal gambling states. Please remember to always gamble responsibly and check the episode description for the full terms of the offer to make sure you qualify. And while you're doing that, join us in the Baseball Insiders Discord. We're able to talk to Robert Murray, myself, Peter Dewey's in there between shows, answering your questions. Ping us if you got thoughts. We're happy to address them and hit Peter if you need gambling tips. Um, Peter, where are you on a current, like, do you have a World Series, like, favorites? you have World Series futures that you're riding out or are you just sort of playing it by year? So I have one World Series future because I do it every single year now. I bet the Astros to win the World Series to save myself from the pain if they end yep. up winning the World Series. So that's the only one I have left. Um, but I'm not rooting for it, unfortunately. Like, I don't want to see them win, but uh, it's like a little emotional hedge going on there. But I took uh, the first couple games. I've been, I've loved Texas in this series. I took them to win each of the first three games. Obviously, kind of backfired the other night, but um, – I just think they it, the way it's landed, like the matchups and then them being dogs, and I thought they had the advantage in two of the pitching matchups already mm-hmm. so far. I was like, you know what, why not? So, um, yeah, I'll drop some some picks if I have any for tonight, obviously, in the Discord. I uh, I like Texas, too. We'll, we'll talk about them in a little bit. I did the emotional hedge thing when the Yankees and Red Sox played each other in, in 2018, and a Red Sox buddy who was like, let's just put $100 on this series so that like nobody is – sad at the end of it and i was overseas for that for the end of that series i flew out of the country when it was 1-1 time zone was crazy like couldn't really watch game three they got obliterated and then i saw them go down early in game four i was like you know what i can't i can't do this i'm not gonna watch this missed that whole crazy ninth inning but woke up with a hundred dollars in my account i was like great we didn't do shit we didn't rally um my life is over but you know what that's okay i did make a hundred dollars there you go. That's some of the emotional hedge is a good thing. Sometimes you need, it's not, it's not the best uh, gambling strategy by any stretch of the imagination. I wouldn't always recommend it, but from time to time it does, it does pay off a little bit. Yeah. Well, especially if it's Yankees, Red Sox, if you're betting on the Red Sox in that series, you've been correct since 2004. So uh, good job. Good job. Good effort with the emotional hedge. Um, a lot of teams complained last week about having too much time off all the top seeds. Got to wait around, and they lost in the uh, ALDS, NLDS. We talked to Curtis Granderson about this earlier in the week. He said it's real. He said his Tigers felt like they had too much time off between the ALCS and the World Series in 06. We might be on the verge of seeing if the Phillies are susceptible to the too much time off curse because game one was a 5 nothing game that became 5-3 but was never that close even as the tying run came to the plate in the ninth. It's the boiler alert. That guy grounded into a double play. But game two was a spectacle. Uh, Merrill Kelly poked the bear, said, I expect that the Venezuela crowd for Team USA in the World Baseball Classic would be more intense than what I'm about to see in Philadelphia tonight. He grew up in Philadelphia. He was probably wrong. Even the Venezuela fans were like, no, we're actually not that intense. Good luck. Good luck with all that. Um, I fear, fear is not the correct word because Arizona has certainly had a representative playoff run they should feel very proud of themselves but gallon and kelly going one and two neither was you know the gallon game was competitive but they maybe win it if he's able to put together a representative start kelly gets blasted that game gets out of hand fast i fear we may be on the verge of a sweep here 
Yeah, I, I thought for Arizona, they had to win one of those first two games, even just in the hostile environment, just because of the pitchers they had on the mound. Like the wheel winning the wheelers like against Wheeler would have been tough, but like that's what you have Zach Gallon for. That's why he's a he was a high young candidate. Like that was the game you had to hope your best on best, maybe you can steal one. And now it's a come into game three and you got to go up against Suarez and you have a rookie on the mound is not an ideal scenario to be when your back's against the wall. Um, it just, it felt like, you know, if Arizona could put up a fight, like even if they could have played a couple close games where it felt like like game one, you're right. It didn't even feel like they were in the game. Like they, it felt like the game was over and then it was like, Oh, they scored a couple runs, but like, you never really felt like they had a chance. Um, if they had put up a fight in one of those two games, maybe you feel a little bit better going back into game three, but it just, it feels like the series is already over. And like I said on, at the top of the show, like it's not there. They could win both of these games and we could be going back and it's tied, but I just don't, I, I don't know. I I'm a, at this point, I felt like they had to win one of those two games just with the pitchers they had on the mountain. Like when you have your best guys out there, you can't afford to lose and lose as badly as they did. It's five, three also in game one, because Sir Anthony Dominguez just threw a double play ball in the center field. Like yeah. It doesn't, doesn't even get that close that the Phillies don't make sort of a weird little, you know, took your eye off the ball. Oopsie in the middle of that game uh, credit. I mean, we're, we're saying it's not over, but it's over. I mean, the Phillies went out and took it regardless of whether the crowd was loud, regardless of the Nola and Wheeler pitching performances. They just hit a home run every five and a half minutes in this yeah. series. Like Schwarber comes up, he homers. Harper comes up in the first inning of game one, he homers. Trey Turner effortlessly launches one into left field. And it's like, here we go. I've, I've seen this already, but I'm somehow not tired of it. And I think some of that is, felt like we saw this last year. They were fated to win the World Series last year. And then America's Darlings, the Houston Astros, did it instead. So once Philly, if Philly gets one, then America might sway back in the other direction so Cavs seen it already next now these guys can't be killed but un- you know until they get one i do think america at large is kind of going to be in this annoying brash philadelphia team's corner which is kind of a, su- a surprising place to be yeah i just i think also bryce harper just being the face of that team like he's a he's an easy guy to root for just with the way he plays the game and he's super emotional. And I think like a lot of people can get behind that, but I want like Justin in the chat is making some really good points. Like, yes, the Phillies went out and got like, they've gone out the last couple of off seasons. Like said, we are going to buy a world series. If we have to, like, we're going to do everything we can to win a world series. And you look at some of these teams that, that have lost. Like, I mean, he made some really good points in the chat. Like Baltimore obviously has a low payroll, Braves didn't really spend too much, but they had a good team that they were running back. And then you look at the Dodgers and it's like the Dodgers got a little frugal in the off season in terms of what they were doing. And Philly's kind of gone after it, but now you get to a point where it's like, Hey, we're going to go after it this much. You have to win one at some point, because I do think if they don't win it this year and they go out and they sign a bunch of more guys next time, then you're going to start getting the hate. Like everybody's like, all right, they got the second, like if they have the second highest payroll in baseball, like that type of stuff you're going to see. But I think right now they're just, they're a fun team to watch too. Like you talk about, you know, the we're the title of the segment, Phillies blast off. Like it's all they hit towering home runs, like in crucial moments. It's a fun game to watch. Like I, you know, just as well as I do, watching the Yankees the whole season is boring baseball. This is fun, fun baseball to watch. So um I, I gotta say, like it's hard not to root for them because like I kind of I feel like they're the best team left right now. I want to see them in the World Series. Like I want to see the two best teams in the World Series. I don't want to if Arizona wins the series, like 
credit to them, but like Philly's playing so well right now. It's like hard. I don't want to see them stop at that point. You do wonder at a certain point, like if they do have to go back into the offseason and spend more, you wonder at what point is it like one too many apples and they all roll out. Like mm-hmm. Cody Bellinger feels like not such a bad fit here, especially because Rojas is in center. Great defensively, but he's a rookie with a rookie bat. Like, yeah, who knows? Um, yeah, but I, I, you do, you do want to see them do it sooner rather than later. And they, they, they have to take care of Aaron Nola this offseason. Yeah, who every start he makes at Citizens Bank, the announcers say this might be his last time in the building, and it's like, is that really a possibility? You know, Robert and I will talk about this at a certain point. I'll press him on it because we talked about it in the offseason and in the regular season when Nola's camp said, you know, no more discussions, no more extension talks. We're riding into free agency. They can't actually let him get out of here, can they? I would think no. Like the fact that you've made the NLCS back-to-back years, possibly going to make the World Series in back-to-back years. And if they somehow win the World Series this year, how can you justify with how well he's pitched this postseason, letting him walk? Like it would be an insane move of like, we have a championship team, but like we're just going to let our number two, who at times can be a number one, just go. Like it doesn't make any sense. Obviously, if he, I, you know, the talk was he was asking for the eight-year deal, I believe it was, in the, mm-hmm. and like that would put him till he was 39. I could understand maybe not wanting to give him that deal, but you also got to hope on the front end for maybe five of those years, he's still a, a top-line pitcher for you. So I think with the way they've built this baseball team, like where they've made all these moves to kind of go all in, it would be the craziest 180 of all time to let Aaron Ola walk this offseason after all the success they had by going all in and saying, we're going to pay this guy. We're going to pay this guy. We're going to pay this guy. Then be like the guy who's been here throughout all of that. Yeah. He's, he's gone. He's out of here. I got to me, that wouldn't make any sense, especially because of Dombrowski's MO too. Like, I feel like his MO is like, screw it. We're, we don't care about the farm system. We're just going to get the guys that we can get to win now. Like it makes the most sense. Nobody does it like Dombrowski. And they also have good pitchers at the top of the farm system. McGarry, Painter, like there, there are more arms coming. Some of them might be injured. Some of them might be battling Tommy John right now, but they'll be here. Uh, so the Phillies uh, have built something fairly sustainable, but we'll see what happens as the offense ages. Not the time, though. Again, go win one now. Justin, mm-hmm. uh, well aware from the Yankees' perspective. Brian Cashman said the Yankees had too many outfielders. He proudly didn't pursue Bryce Harper. He, he was like, that's too obvious. I don't want anybody thinking about, we're, we're never doing the Bryce Harper thing. We got Clint Frazier and we got uh, Aaron Hicks out here and we obviously have Brent Gardner. Uh, it's just too many outfielders. And and you got it. You can't blame him. That is too many outfielders. Plus, uh, Jordan Montgomery, though, he actually was right about that. The Jordan Montgomery they had last year would not have made their playoff rotation. But the Jordan Montgomery who met Mike Maddox, who told him to emphasize his fastball and use his curveball instead of trying to learn a cutter, that guy would have made the Yankees playoff rotation. So that's that's a that's a, everybody's mistake. Like they, they hadn't met the real Jordan Montgomery yet because they were too stupid to coach him right. But that guy would not have made the rotation because he wasn't that good. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? 
Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. How many, how many Yankees starters have we seen? Uh... Sonny Gray, Jordan Montgomery leave, and all of a sudden it's like, hey, if they actually pitch the way that they were supposed to pitch, they're not that bad. But when you, try, when you try and uh, force guys to pitch the way they're not supposed to pitch, they stink. It's yeah, crazy. It's interesting. Well, the whole Rangers rotation, except for Max Scherzer, is former Yankees. It's Valdi, it's Jordan Montgomery, it's Andrew Heaney, and the Houston Astros got the game they needed last night. Uh, I, I foresaw a Scherzer stinker ever since he argued his way back into the rotation based on one bullpen session. And he was not ready for prime time. Unsurprisingly, the Astros could not, I mean, again, the, the series, you know, hot take guy. It's, it's over if they go down three Oh, but it, it would have been. So they need to go ahead and win that game on the road if they want a chance. And they batter Scherzer. I was proud of the Rangers for late in that game, threatening against the bullpen a little bit. But unsurprisingly, Ryan Presley held it down, as he always does. And now you think this is borderline a must-win game tonight. And I would agree, if they don't win this but win game five, they feel like the 2017 Yankees going to Houston. Oh, 100%. I think this is one of the rare instances where it's a team at home in game four where they still have another home game in the series and it feels like, and they're up, and it feels like a 1,000% must win. They lose this game, especially because Arkady's on the mound. Out of all the Houston pitchers you want to face, it's Arkady. He's gotten rocked this year. His advanced numbers, his hard hit percentage is horrible. He's given up a ton of home runs um, per nine innings. Like This is the matchup if you're a Texas team who has kind of gotten by on offense for a lot of this season. Like This is the perfect matchup for you right here in this game. So if they lose this one, and you're telling me, yeah, you got to go back to Houston and you're like, no matter what, you're going back to Houston, you're done. I think they're done at that point. That's that you're at, you're putting the Astros in a position that they've been way too many times and a position that Texas with this core has not been in at all. So you go up three, one, you got to feel pretty confident. You can take one of the next three, I would think, but you lose tonight and you let them get the momentum and even it like it's a nightmare waiting to happen at that point for Texas. Jose Altuve with the eight home runs in eight games at Globe Life this year. I think he might just silence the crowd again with a first inning shot today off Andrew Heaney. And if that happens, we'll see the ball start to roll in the other direction. I thought Altuve went yard with two outs in the ninth inning of game two. I also thought Jeremy Pena went yard in the ninth inning of game two. So they fooled me twice. Uh, I don't think you can kill this Houston team till it's dead. Tonight is going to be a dogfight. For sure. Uh, but why not take advantage of the all Texas ALCS and talk to a Rangers legend and Hall of Famer? That is why we got Pudge Rodriguez on the show this week. I recorded an interview earlier in the week 
Uh, Pudge was more than willing to talk about his Hall of Fame career, the Hall of Famers he's gotten close with, Bruce Bochy, Evan Carter, everything that makes this year's Rangers great and where his team stack up. So please enjoy this interview with Pudge Rodriguez, and I'll see everybody when we get back. We're on the Baseball Insiders with Hall of Famer, Texas Rangers legend, Marlins World Series champion, catcher Pudge Rodriguez. And Pudge, you are here on behalf of your partnership with Saks and the algorithm you are introducing this October. I would love if you could tell me more about all that. Well, you know, the algorithm is obviously is a, it's an idea that we did, uh, you know, with Saks, obviously, it's a, it's a fun commercial. Obviously, we're going to talk about stacks, about that, talk about numbers, comparison, uh, and, and, and it's fun. It's a lot of, it's a lot of things that we, the, 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 that we did during the during the commercial, but basically the, the the important part is just the 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 sacks on the wear. So obviously, it's a it's a it's a great uh, obviously it's a great fit. It's a great uh, commercial. Obviously, it's fun and basically the what we helping the Testicle Cancer Foundation is is very important and and I think uh, it's very important to know how important to go and check. Uh, uh, obviously. And that's the reason that we that, that we put in this uh, promotion during the during the World Series because obviously it's a, it's a cure. Obviously, it's a, it's a cancer that you can get it early, but obviously you can get cured uh, uh, doing it and check and 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 pay attention. So uh, the underwear is is make for that. Obviously, there's a area right there. Then then then, then you're gonna be uh is helping uh is helping this area just to be more comfortable and basically the underwears are very comfortable as well amazing well it's certainly a, a fun product but definitely you're right a uh a, a much better cause so uh, everybody certainly pay attention to sacks and and the algorithm and uh and this amazing promotion during the world series and help raise awareness and and money for testicular cancer research and treatment um now pudge we are on the verge of the world series balls remember playing with balls <laughs> <laughs> yeah no nobody can forget that uh, we are uh, we are right on the verge of the world World Series, and uh, you know, I I will knock on wood. I refuse to jinx anybody, but your uh, your Texas Rangers currently hold a lead on the Houston Astros, um, and Bruce Bochy has brought so much to this Rangers team, very evidently in remaking them year over year. Uh, what was your reaction like when he was hired, and how do you think he's helping them to this advantage over Houston? Well, great uh, great news for us as an organization having a. Uh, Having a, a, a future Hall of Famer as a, uh, as a manager with a lot of you know a lot of World Series uh, champs and 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 all the playoff and and, and all the years uh, winning ball games and and I think that that was that's what we're looking in the off season this past off season to to start with a mat with a with a manager like that with. Uh, with a lot of records, a lot of degree, and and basically bringing Mike Maddox back into our pitching, uh, coaching uh, 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 situation is is make us uh, better. I know that that we are playing good. We our players are doing a great job uh, since spring training all the way into yesterday's game. But we have to give a lot of credit to the whole coaching staff and the whole 
from office. Uh, they're doing a great job. Uh, Chris Young is doing a great job in the offseason, uh, signing great players, uh, uh, Montgomery, Ibaldi. Uh, uh, I mean, you name, you name, and then uh, Scherzer, bringing Scherzer uh, later on in the, in the year. And that tells you that we want to win. You know, we want to we want to win the World Series this year, not next year. So we want to win now. And so that's why we're playing really good. You know, when you have a lineup like that, when you have a, 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 a position players on the field that make plays for this great starting rotation and, work on, and great bullpen, you're going to win a lot of games. How would you compare the Rangers offenses that you were a part of to this team? Where would where would you and Juan Gonzalez hit in this lineup? Well, uh, it reminds me a lot about the the offense that we had back in those days. Obviously, we have a great great hitters from first to nine, and that's what I see in this in this lineup: great hitters from first to nine. Uh, you know, we we have. Uh, we have a number nine hitter right now in our team that basically he did a great job in these two, these two last game and, you know, hit a home run, uh, you know, hitting in the clutch and as a, as a nine hitter. And so when you have a, a, a nine hitter, you know, producing uh, for the team, especially in this kind of game, that tells you how strong of the lineup we have. And what can you say about the middle lineup? I mean, it's, 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 for me, if I'm a catching, if I'm facing the Rangers, I don't know what to do, to be honest, to be honest with you. Uh, they're not, they don't have any holes. They're very aggressive, selective, aggressive, and they don't, they don't miss too many pitches neither. I guess if you're back there, you just hope they try to steal on you. You're like, I can get them this way. I don't know if I can call a game, but I can get them this way. Well, yeah, that's, that's, that's important to mention too. They, the running game this year is different. Mm-hmm. Uh, I like the game, the way they're playing right now. I mean, you, you see guys that almost stole 100 bases this year. I mean, when was the last time you see a, a, a base runner steal almost a, uh, almost 100 bases? That's back when Ricky Henderson was stealing 100 bases. So I think I think what, you, what we see in today's game is running the bases more aggressive, uh, still more uh, being scoring position quickly, obviously, and I think that's one of the one of the reasons that we that we in, in this in this situation that we are that we are in because we are not only hitting the ball, so we running the bases, we we running from first to third a lot in base hits. And that's how you win games. I mean, that's those are the little, the little things in the game that nobody pay attention to. But when you see guys in in, in first base, they run from first to third on a base hit. You're gonna win games like that. Yeah, I was. I'm glad you mentioned the rule changes because I wanted to get your take on. Uh, you know, obviously a lot more is coming too, and a lot of it involves the catching position. You know, we're hearing about robot umpires. We're hearing about things that are going to change the game. Uh, what are your thoughts on on that potential impact to umpiring in the strike zone? Well, I think I'm 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 okay with the with the game that baseball is being played today. Uh, I think that 20 second clock is great. For me, I think it's, it's, it makes the game 
faster, less think about as a, as a pitcher and as a hitter. Uh, I think the you know the the well, the bases you know the bigger bases for me it doesn't do much for me uh, because they're still you know pretty uh, pretty big bases anyway. I don't think uh, I don't think that uh, robot uh, umpire behind the play is. I mean, it's not going to happen to me. I think it's, it's, it's. I think with the squadron that we see on TV, I think that's that's plenty. I'm a big believer of having a human being behind the plate calling balls and strikes instead of the robot or, or a computer. There's still going to be an umpire behind calling balls and strikes, but it's going to be what what they're saying is that he's going to have a, a, a microphone in the ear and then they're going to call balls and strikes. Uh, but anyway, I don't know what baseball is going to go as far as that. I think uh, uh, I like the way baseball is being played today with the with the uh, replays and and throwing not throwing over too many times, uh, stealing bases. Uh, I think this is is a good baseball uh, to watch right now. The baseball now is incredible, uh, but so is the baseball when you played. We're coming up in just a couple of days now on the the 20th anniversary of your World Series run in Miami and the Steve Bartman game, the heartbreaker in Chicago. I would love to know from your perspective on the Marlins and in that dugout, what are your memories from that game? And when did you know, when did you sort of feel that the Marlins had a chance to make that incredible comeback? Basically, we we didn't think about that. We we was the underdog all all playoff uh, all playoff run, and basically we we play with nothing to lose. And I think when you play with nothing to lose, this was happening. You win, you win everything. Um, for us, nothing nothing that came to our 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 head as far as uh you know we need to do this we need to do that i think the the key that we did that year was coming into the ballpark ready to play ready to play 27 outs nine innings and play the play as hard as we can and and keep doing what we're doing because obviously i think what what we did good was that we play that we play a lot into almost the end of the season because we win the wall card and and we had to play pretty much into the last week or two of the season compared to these other playoff teams that they win way before and all these regular players has a lot of day off. And I think that uh, that hurts the Giants, that hurts a little bit the the, the Cubs offensively. But uh but as far as that year, uh it was an unbelievable year starting spring training. Uh, the only player, the, the modeling sign that year was me. Uh, and then my job was to understand the whole pitching staff, the whole rotation, the starting rotation, which is, that was, it was the same rotation than the year before that they, they lost 95 games. And, and for me, it was more conversation, you know, question and answers. With the players, with the, the starting pitchers and the and 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 the bullpen guys and men spring training to know me a little bit, how I like to work behind the play. How do you want to work with me uh, during the game? And we 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 got that really quick, and we start the season. We didn't start it well. 
first half for us was no good, and then we pick it up. Uh, in the second half, you know, win the walker, went to play the Giants, beat them in four uh, with the good play that I'm making the last out uh, uh, in in Miami. And then we we went and played the Cubs and facing Mark Pryor and Kelly Wood and beat and beat one of them uh, in, in the first or second game. I don't know if I remember that. That was big for us. And 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 the fan, um, I don't think uh, I don't think he did nothing for us. I don't think that wasn't that wasn't the reason that the Cubs lost this series. I think for me, the reason that the Cubs lost was. The next pitch, the ground ball to shortstop to Gonzalez that went through through his legs and and scored two runs, and then Morakai came in and cleaned the bases with with a double with bases loaded. I think that was the key for us, and I think that's the reason that that I think the Cup lost that series just because of that play. I totally agree with you. Uh, that performance, that series, one of the many reasons that you're in Cooperstown. I've got one more question for you. Uh, so since getting into the Hall of Fame, which Hall of Famers have you gotten closer to since being inducted? And and who do you remember talking to on the day that you gave your speech? Well, uh, I got close to all of them. Obviously, we when when you become a Hall of Famer is is a community. Uh, it's, it's, you, you become a club, kind of like a, a membership. Let's say they say it like that. And. And we have to communicate, obviously, for for the guys that uh, the guys that uh, that we think they should be in the Hall of Fame. When they pass ten years, we all getting emails from everybody and asking us what we think about this. And then we vote. It's kind of like you know we we have like a board uh, in in the in 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 Cooperstown also as a player. But basically, when every July, when we we induct the uh, player into Cooperstown, we all there and have a great time. Uh, you know, spend time in that hotel. We all sit uh, in different places. But the beautiful part about being in being in Cooperstown and being in that hotel that the hotel is just for us. So every every whoever you see in the lobby or in the pool or in the balcony is a hall of famer. So it's, it's fun just to, just to be there for that week. Well, Pudge, thank you so much for talking to me today and uh, everybody check out Saks for the incredible work that Pudge did and the work that they're doing for testicular cancer. Thank you so much for joining me. Algorithm, go Saks. <laughs> Yep, go Sacks, the vulgar rhythm indeed, and the video that dropped after Pudge and I spoke uh, is uh, much more intense than our conversation. Uh, the visuals, uh, I'll leave it at that. You guys check it out yourselves if you haven't seen it. Uh, and speaking of the Hall of Fame, the managerial, the modern managers and executives ballot dropped today for the Veterans Committee. Uh, we thank Peter Dewey for being here earlier in the show. Uh, now it's just me chilling, talking to you for a couple of minutes, and and thanks for joining us. Uh, Jim Leland, Cito Gaston, Davey Johnson on there, Joe West, Lou Pinella, basically every manager that everybody envied from 1988 to 2014. I, I hope Lou gets in. I hope Leland gets in. I want to see these guys get in and give their speeches. And yes, umpire Joe West is also on the ballot, probably favored to be a part of that class as well. We might see a lot of umpires and managers this year. I'm just saying. But if you think Lou and Leland or and Cito and Davey Johnson wouldn't give great speeches and I don't know what to tell you. So hopefully Pudge 
is ready to help uh, the Veterans Committee make a decision there. Before we sign off, just wanted to talk about the Red Sox GM search again because it now looks like they are zeroing in on Craig Breslow uh, to probably be the guy to gra- either grab the reins or be the GM under a uh, you know CBO uh, and grab somebody you know get Breslow in there and get somebody above Breslow as well. Uh, he's a pitching guru. He helped revitalize the Cubs' efforts. He was a Red Sox World Series champion. If you're wondering what he did between retirement and now, he's been pretty integral to the Cubs, you know, development program. Uh, Justin Steele, Azale, the guys who are coming through the Cubs system. Yeah, a lot of talent there, but uh, not quite a battle-tested name. And, you know, if Heim Bloom's problem in Boston was lack of aggression, struggle with pressing the button, struggle with being the final word on difficult transactions – Breslow doesn't seem to have any of that experience either. So you wonder if it's sort of a lateral move, if there was a different direction they could have gone. I think they talked to and lost out on the best possible candidate for the Red Sox job this week. They talked to James Click, who helped build the Astros in the wake of Jeff Lunau's departure, who turned them into a machine again. He took the core and he added pieces, unbelievable scouting, unbelievable player development, Uh, You want to talk about somebody who pressed all the right buttons, led the Astros to, I think the best version we've ever seen of the Astros was 2022. Click and Jim Crane, the owner, somehow butt heads in Houston. He ends up leaving during the GM meetings last year. Robert was live uh, from the site talking about, hey, we don't really know what's going on here. We don't know how this is all possible. But if you can get Click in the building, I think you do it. He he grew up with Haim Bloom. They worked at Baseball Prospectus together. They worked at the Rays together. They went to Yale together. And spoiler alert, I think that's why the Red Sox could not close the deal here. Right now, Click is just, he's he's advising the uh, Blue Jays. He's in the Blue Jays front office. He's not the head honcho. He's not calling the shots. He backed out of consideration for the Red Sox job with familial concerns. Now, what are these familial concerns that everybody has that's backing out of the Red Sox job? Raquel Ferreira, internal candidate, said the same thing. Is it that their families don't want to move in three years after the Red Sox can them for either executing ownership's plan to perfection or not being perfect, not being Dave Dombrowski, not winning 108 games? All sarcasm aside, I think Click was your guy. I think Kim Ang will do a fantastic job if they're able to get her in there, maybe above Breslow. I think Breslow is a a solid B of a hire if he's the highest in command. If it's like Breslow and O'Halloran and Eddie Romero and the internal people just sticking around, yeah, not bad. Good name, good voice to have in the room, but I really think the Red Sox had a chance at an absolute home run here, and they let him walk out the door. Probably not a good idea to interview one of Haim Bloom's oldest friends after ushering Bloom out the door after he put up the track record he did. That is it for this edition of the Baseball Insiders. We will see you again next Monday. Robert Murray and I will be right back here. Make sure to become a member on YouTube. Join the Discord if you haven't. Uh, Please come along with us. Ask Robert and I the questions that you may have between shows. All you have to do to join that Discord is become a YouTube member. Just 99 cents a month. Trust me, you're going to want to be in there for the offseason. DraftKings is the sponsor of today's show. The code is BASEBALLINSIDER. If you opt in as a new user and you are eligible and you qualify, you can get a no-sweat single-game parlay every single day when you sign up. It's a postseason baseball promotion you won't want to miss. We thank DraftKings for that. Shout-out to the comment section. Shout-out to Hall of Famer Pudge Rodriguez. Thanks to Peter Dewey for talking uh, Phillies, Astros, Rangers, and D-backs. 
with me. Hey, I see uh, some Philly fans are buying tickets at the stadium in Arizona just so they can not show up. Like Phillies fans who aren't flying down there just so that they could have empty seats. Don't do that. Not cool. Uh, just fly down there. Go see yourself a baseball game. Again, the airplane tickets and the tickets to the stadium and the get-in price are cheaper than going to Philly. You psychos at Citizens Bank Park have made that a completely untenable ticket, but it's still the best home field advantage in baseball right now. We'll see how that series turns out. We'll see if the Rangers are able to get their must-win on tonight, and we'll be right back Monday talking about these series and the World Series to come. For Robert Murray, for Peter Dewey, for Yvonne Pod Rodriguez, I'm Adam Weiner. Thanks for joining us on the Baseball Insight. Get ahead of postage rate increases this year with Stamps.com. It's like your own personal post office. Sign up with promo code PROGRAM for a four-week trial plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com code PROGRAM. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate megastores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.